Hello, and welcome to the Rebel Soul podcast, where we discuss integration of body, mind, spirit, and how to show up in alignment with our authentic selves. I'm your host, spiritual and energy coach, Suzanne Venus, and I want to welcome you to this space. Today, I wanted to discuss a little bit about emotional intelligence. Before I do so, as there are no ads on this podcast as a free resource to you. I am always going to plug myself or others if I have guests on the show and their services. Right now I'm opening registration for my May start of the Soul Path eight-week transformational coaching program. I am halfway through with my first round of clients so far. It has been so interesting to me to see their growth. My time as a school teacher has really helped me because although I have the framework and the structure of this piece of transformation and growth that channeled through me at the end of January, it has been uniquely adapted to each one of my clients that I'm working with right now. And the way that they are navigating through is different for each individual, as of course it should be. I love that it allows for me to work with the client, clients one-on-one each week where we meet, um, whether in person or virtually, it's their choice. They're all local, so often they are coming um, in person. But we get to meet and I get to channel intuitive guidance um, directly from source to help them in that moment, to help them navigate through any blocks that are coming through. And the very first part is all about moving through the blocks so that you can move into this place of knowing, understanding, and aligning with who the fuck you are to step forward in passion and purpose. It has been hugely transformational for them. It's been beneficial for me and my growth. And I invite anyone who feels aligned to come and join me for eight weeks. Um, I'm holding you accountable. You have homework, you have check-ins, you need to be in dialogue with me every day. And um, it's just great work. And I'm excited to be working at a deeper level for those who are ready for it. Please note, if you are looking at the information on my website, that payment plans are available. However, I do require a deposit to hold your spot. With that being said, today's topic of conversation is emotional intelligence. And as we're moving into this space, I really feel the last two years that we have experienced, um, you know, with everything that's gone on in the world with this pandemic, that we have experienced um, this space and place of moving from more of this headspace and moving into a heart space. And I truly believe that that is where we are moving to, more of a a combination of the head and the heart, of really understanding our growth and moving into this space of, you know, connecting with people at such an authentic level because we know who we are. We understand our emotions. We know how to navigate through them. We know that our emotions are not ourselves. And we also know that we have the ability to navigate through unpleasant emotions and experience fully those amazing emotions. Um, You know, I did a podcast not too long ago where I 
talked about understanding your emotions and how powerful of a tool it is. Well, emotional intelligence goes beyond this. It moves from knowing and understanding your emotions to extending to understanding the emotions of those around you. And at this moment in time, it is a skill that employers are really looking at whether their their employees have this emotional intelligence. It is a strength professionally. It is a strength to humanity. So understanding and developing our emotional intelligence needs to be high on the priority list. Now, as we go through and understand emotional ex intelligence as an extension beyond your intel emotions, we need to understand that we have to stimulate moving from just the prefrontal cortex, which is the thinking part of our brain, to the limbic part of our brain, which activates our emotions. Ways in which we activate the limbic part of the brain are through becoming more embodied. It's our emotional self. So music can stimulate this. Embodiment practices, such as activating pleasure by using our senses, or by um, activating pleasure with sex or self-pleasure. These are ways in which we can activate that, that emotional self. Um, it is often really common that people who have high emotional intelligence are incredibly successful. They make things happen. And also that our emotional intelligence increases as we age because we become more self-aware. That is, in fact, one of the signs, the very first signs of an emotionally intelligent person is that they score very high on their self-awareness. They understand themselves and how their emotions can affect those around them. Another sign of being an emotionally intelligent person is that they can regulate their emotions very well. They have all of the tools to calm their nervous system when they're upset. They know what it feels like in their body when their nervous system is off. This is something that I cultivate and work with my clients with. Do you even know when your nervous system is out of control? Do you know when your, service, your nervous system is overriding with your emotions? Can you feel it in your body? What does that feel like? So many of us are so disconnected from our body that we can't even activate what these emotions feel like in our nervous, when our nervous system is not regulated. So how the fuck could we regulate it if we don't even know when it's off? We can't identify this. Um, and that's something that I work with clients through all of the time in a multitude of ways using all of the different practices and skills that I have developed as well as my rich intuitive knowledge and guidance. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to empower people in all the fucking ways. So now, uh, the other sign that you have high emotional intelligence is that you're driven. You know what motivates you. You're connected to your passion and purpose. And your drive actually inspires others. Again, if you wanted to register through this Soul Path course, this is the last half, the last month of the course really focuses on your passion and purpose and how to activate through that. Really hard to do so if you are still stuck in low sense of self-worth and all of those other blocks locking or blocking you to that. The other thing that emotionally intelligent people do well is that they empathize with others and they can 
help others through their challenges by being there. I couldn't do the work that I do without being emotionally intelligent. I think it's one of the skills that served me best when I was teaching is that I was highly emotionally intelligent, that I could easily um, empathize with my students and therefore connect with them even more. So great. Those are some of the skills of an emotionally intelligent person. We know that emotionally intelligent people are what companies are looking for when they are hiring. It is what makes a successful entrepreneur. One of the things that makes a successful entrepreneur is that you have high emotional intelligence. And so if we know this, then how do we cultivate it? Well, there are 10 ways in which you can strengthen and increase your emotional intelligence. And I wanted to go over those with you today. Number one, you can utilize an, you utilize an assertive style of communication. That means that you are direct, concise, clear, and truthful. I always say that there are a multitude of truths that are simultaneously coexisting. There is no ultimate truth, just several truths. So many of us believe, believe that our truth is the ultimate truth and it blocks us from A, communicating our truth clearly and B, being able to be open to receiving the truth of someone else. The more clearly and effectively that you can communicate, it strengthens your emotional intelligence, but it allows the space for others to feel safe in communicating with you. Huge. Number two, you respond instead of react to conflict. Reactivity is a highly emotional response. We don't think we do. And sometimes, it isn't the best response. It's instinctive, but it can hurt other people along the way. And so I always say that there's presence in that pause. If we can take a moment to pause before we respond instead of reacting, then we can ensure that our words and our actions align with who we are and the message that we want to get across. Number three. Be an active listener. Question for clarity. Take time to listen instead of thinking about your own response. Take time to tune into nonverbal communication that's happening. This happens when we're face-to-face. -face. There's been less face-to-face -face over the last two years, but more so showing up again. This can also happen in the nonverbal and written communication. What are the pauses? What is the tone? Take a moment to reflect into what this may mean and come back to it without reacting, but responding. Most of us are concerned about getting our message across that we don't even fucking listen to anybody anymore. Be a good listener, pause, take in everything. Take in the whole scenario, how people are standing, moving. Number four, be motivated. Find that intrinsic motivation. As a teacher, 
I could easily see which students were motivated on their own and which needed the external motivation. This often comes up in progress reports that come up for my daughter and that um, intrinsic motivation comes up, thankfully, with her. She's able to do that, I think, perhaps because she's seen it modeled. But this is something that I know helps us become more connected and emotionally intelligent to take that action on our own to move out of our head and actually do the steps after we've had time to pause to respond. Another way to enhance, to enhance emotional intelligence, maintain a positive attitude. Do what you need to do to be in a good space. You know the old adage, you cannot pour from an empty cup. You need to take care of yourself and your needs and whatever fills you up in order to be in that best space for everybody else. And if that means time for you, it means time for you. If it means boundaries, it means boundaries. If it means whatever, you, you need to take that time. You are worthy of that time. Emotionally intelligent people know this and are very clear on this. Number six, practice self-awareness. Emotionally intelligent people are intuitive. They know themselves, they know others, and they use this to enhance the connections. They can see, perceive, intuit the feelings and emotions of others based on the unseen energy. We live in a society who applauds the logical and analytical, and trust me, they're necessary. However, we're moving into this space where equally as important our intuition and we need to learn how to trust that that inner knowing that we all possess and if you don't know where to start one of the reasons I'm here is to help you start to help you explore to help empower you to tune into that information that you hold within you number seven you take criticism well that is, you take the time to understand where criticism is coming from, removing the emotional response that may come immediately, and pausing, understanding where it's coming from, and taking that information to help yourself learn and grow and resolve. Number eight, you know how to empathize with others. You can put them yourself in their shoes. You can say, I'm here to walk with you. Maybe I don't know your experience well, but I know the feeling of that experience and what that stirred up in me, and I'm here for you. It helps others relate to you, and it's a strength of respect and understanding. Number nine, utilize leadership skills. People with high emotional intelligence have high standards of their self and others, and they can take initiative to lead. So take opportunities to lead and be that leader. And the last thing of emotionally intelligent people is that they are approachable and sociable. The other day, I, we had come back from a, a bus trip for my daughter's tournament. Uh, like a six hour bus trip there, six hour bus trip back. 
um, you know, staying in the same hotel, riding the bus to all the places that we were eating together, eating meals together, um, almost every moment of the day, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with the same group of parents and kids. And I come out of those weekends incredibly depleted because I'm an introvert. And I stated this to one of the moms on, um, my daughter's team because I had gone to yoga and I fell asleep before yoga even started like a day or two after we got back because I was so fucking exhausted. And she said, you're not unfriendly at all. You're one of the most friendly people out there. You're not shy. You're not. And to her, me saying that I'm introverted meant shy. It's totally different. I am very giving. I'm very aware. I'm very in tune of the energy of everyone that I am around all of the time, which is why I can often say the, the right thing in order to draw the information that needs to come out, move and transmute. However, what she was misunderstanding was that introverted means not sociable. Introverted means that my energy gets depleted when I'm around a large group of people. I don't get this burst of energy afterwards. I actually feel really, really tired, probably because I'm so in tune with the energy of everyone else, including myself. And I need that time alone to decompress and to energize myself. That's how I get energy. That's my plug-in and my battery recharge, whereas some people get that energy off of others and it amplifies them. But I'm very aware of my body language, my tone and pacing of voice, the way that I'm communicating, how I'm holding my body. Am I open and am I closed? And it's apparent in the body language, before I even read into energy, how approachable people are. And Emotionally intelligent people are, make themselves approachable, period. There's time and place where they know that they need to recharge, but be mindful of your body language. Be mindful of the expressions that you hold on your face. Be mindful of whether your legs are crossed and your arms are crossed or are they open. Be mindful of if someone is having a conversation with you, is your body turned towards them or you turned away from them? Are you fully engaged with your eyes or not? Are you distracted with a bunch of other things? If you're constantly doing this, your emotional intelligence is low on the radar. Start doing things to practice and be better. That's all I've got for today. I thank you as always for joining along with me. We'll chat soon. Bye for now.